Welcome back to Long Covid Doctor, an educational series for sufferers of Long Covid. I'm Dr Tim Robinson, formerly a family doctor, GP for 30 years, now a Long Covid specialist. This is the second part on swallow problems and Long Covid. In the first part, I talked about the symptoms, diagnoses, investigations, and the many causes of swallowing problems. In this part, part two, I will talk about the treatments and the management and the outcomes. Check out the references, resources, and links to social media in the show notes below. Just to say, any advice, diagnoses, treatments that I mention should only be considered after discussion with your own doctor or medically qualified health professional. So here we go, part two on swallowing problems with long COVID. Problems with swallowing are quite common in long COVID. I suspect that most people just put up with them, probably because they're having to deal with all the many symptoms of long COVID at the same time. As I explained in part one, there are many causes for swallow problems in long COVID, affecting the mouth, the throat and the gullet. The loss of taste may interfere with swallow, normal swallowing processes. Uh, the mouth and throat may be inflamed from COVID, now long COVID. The inflammation may be due to mast cell activation, MCAS, that may lead to a feeling of a lump in the throat, globus pharyngeus. And then the swallowing mechanism may be affected. The neurological pathways, the autonomic, involuntary, automatic, um, autonomic pathways in the swallow center in the brain, or the vagus nerve that feeds into the brain, the, the, the brain stem. And so many of, the, so any of those many COVID, long COVID mechanisms like excess inflammation, dysfunctional immune system, MCAS, microthrombi may cause the swallowing problems. Having been thoroughly assessed by the GP, history, examination, investigations, and perhaps endoscopy, to get the diagnosis to exclude differential diagnoses and red flags, and to treat what is treatable, such as MCAS with H1 and H2 blockers, or acid reflux with a PPI drug, proton pump inhibitor drug. We're now at the point where we can try to help with the specific symptom, those swallowing difficulties. The best advice would be given by a speech and language therapist. This is their area of expertise and best delivered face-to-face -face with a patient. But in their absence, various tips and tricks could be considered such as eating and drinking slowly. Sounds like good common sense to me. 
taking small mouthfuls and chewing well. Again, more common sense. Having soft, easy to chew foods. Adding sauce and gravy to moisten foods. To eat smaller but more frequent meals. Um, alternate mouthfuls of food with drinking sips of water or squash or whatever. Trying not to talk whilst eating. Trying to breathe out after swallowing to clear food or drink left in the throat. Always trying to eat and drink sitting upright, preferably at the table. Again, as I said, a lot of those are common sense, but in a way, sometimes you just don't see them. Think about them. If despite all these tips and tricks, you are still having problems with swallowing, ask a GP for a referral to a speech and language therapist. As I said earlier, they really are the experts in helping patients with swallowing difficulties. They can give coaching techniques and guidance on food and drink thickeners. And so those are the specific ways, tips and tricks, as well as treatments for you know, those associated symptoms or conditions that we can deal with swallowing problems in patients with long COVID. But at the same time, we should be considering the whole person, the general approach for managing long COVID. We need to think about nutrition and sleep and stress management. So, first of all, nutrition, our diet. Preferably, we should be eating a mixed, balanced diet, the Mediterranean diet, that contains all the necessary minerals and vitamins, the building blocks for cellular tissue repair, as well as anti-inflammatory antioxidants, the polyphenols. Those are the sort of naturally occurring chemicals in vegetables and fruit that give your vegetables and fruit all their lovely colours polyphenols, they are natural antioxidants. They mop up those free radicals, the byproducts of metabolism in all of our cells all of the time. The Mediterranean diet will also contain prebiotic fibre to nourish the microbiota, the friendly gut bacteria. So I cover this in more, more fully, in fact in great detail in my talk on long COVID gut. A healthy gut flora is so important for supporting the immune system, production of vitamins and hormones, and also some uh, neurotransmitter chemicals. Your diet also should contain oily fish, the best source of omega-3 fish oils those essential fatty acids for immune support there are other there there are other benefits with omega 3s such as cardioprotective and anti-inflammatory in themselves but they're especially good for immune support 
And finally, we need to consider supplementing with vitamin D. Now, I only say this because where we live, high up in the northern hemisphere, where we're relatively sunlight starved, especially in the winter months. So a dose of vitamin D, you only need a thousand um, IUs, international units of vitamin D once a day. That's sufficient. That's what I have. And um, uh, to, to make sure that your levels of vitamin D are sufficient for all those supportive functions of vitamin D. So that's diet done. Now on to sleep. Sleep, as they say, is the great healer. To refresh and repair, we must support the day-night cycle, the circadian rhythm for release of various restorative hormones, particularly growth hormone that is mostly released at night from the pituitary gland. And so we ought to think about um, the circadian rhythm and we ought to be certainly taking sleep hygiene seriously. So a strict bedtime, go to bed with a sleep-enhancing, sleep-inducing novel, a Jane Austen, for example. Not necessarily uh, mobiles, scrolling through social media um, or screens and tablets. Um, certainly not in the hour before going, before turning the lights off. Why? Because those screens emit blue light, which is arousing, um, not conducive to going to sleep, um, compared with you know pink light, which is calming. If you've got difficulty getting off to sleep, so insomnia, you could try Pyroton, four milligrams at night. So that's good old fashioned uh, first generation antihistamine, chlorphenamine, which you can buy over the counter. Very safe, totally safe. Um, other studies have shown that magnesium and melatonin are also very effective. Um, they are over the, available over the counter or online. They're all safe and tried and tested. And then the next morning, set your alarm clock. No more long lions. So sleep, that's enough on sleep. So I cover this in much greater detail on my presentation on sleep disturbance in long COVID. But remember, sleep is important. Plus, that's two of the three done, nutrition, sleep, onto the third. And I said stress, didn't I? It's important to tackle worries, anxieties, stress. These all lead to fight and flight, adrenaline, the sympathetic nervous system, overdrive. We need to address this by various ways. There's the mind-body techniques such as mindfulness. So why not download the Headspace or Calm app? onto your mobile. It's relatively cheap. Uh, there are thousands, thousands of studies on the effectiveness of mindfulness, backed up by MRI scan studies that show a difference in between those who do mindfulness and those who don't do mindfulness. So basically, mindfulness, good stress, anxiety re re reduction, 
other mind-body practices such as yoga, tai chi, again, mind-body. Again, studies show that they help with stress and anxiety, blood pressure reduction. And they incorporate focus and breath control and coordination. Uh, all good for general body conditioning as well as stress relieving. And then, again, addressing the whole whole person, the general holistic approach for getting over recovering from long COVID, we've got to think of those other strategies um, for managing long COVID. So think about the fatigue management strategies, the planning, the pacing and prioritizing. So pacing, the process of balancing activity, that's physical, emotional and mental, with rest. Pacing gives you your awareness of your limitations, knowing your limitations, knowing your baseline, to work to, but not to go beyond, is so important. So basically, not too little, but not too much. So you can plan how you use your energy most efficiently, most effectively. Pacing basically means no more push through. It's time to stop. Stop, that's enough. So I cover this more fully in my talk on long COVID fatigue. Besides all this general advice, there are a few, there are a few trusted resources for long COVID. So there's your COVID recovery, an NHS England website for self-help patient resource um, for symptoms and information and self-management. So there's a link in the show notes below. The Royal College of Occupational Therapists have are some excellent resources to help deal with fatigue and fatigue in long COVID um, specifically. Again, links in the show notes. And there's also an excellent resource specifically for people with swallowing as well as speech problems in long COVID posted by the Royal College of Speech and Language Therapists on their website. I've put the link in the show notes below again. I really recommend this. And so finally, what are the outcomes? What are the outcomes for patients with swallowing difficulties in long COVID? Well, our experience, well, certainly my experience, and it's the collective, our experience as well, in clinics, um, for long COVID clinics, for long COVID patients, is that most cases seem to settle with time, helped by all those tips and tricks, the specific and the general advice on nutrition, sleep and stress. And the underlying long COVID processes to do with inflammatory and immune systems will also settle with time. It's still such a pity that there isn't a proven treatment that will speed up this natural recovery. And so it really is a matter of time. But as I said, our experience is that swallow problems do seem to settle with time. And so 
That concludes the second part of my talk on voice problems with long COVID. Um, uh, I hope you found that helpful. Um, so check out the references and resources and links to social media in the show notes below. As I mentioned at the start, any advice, diagnoses, treatments that I mention should only be considered after discussion with your own GP or qualified health professional. So in the meantime, I wish you well. I wish you well with your long COVID recovery. Cheerio. Cheerio.